三村佛号，那么本师释迦牟尼佛，那么本师释迦牟尼佛，那么本师释迦牟尼佛，那么本师释迦牟尼佛，那么本师释迦牟尼佛，好，放下。Yeah, uh, we should be continue on the way to a fortunate rebirth. Yeah. So, under the table of contents, you should see XIX. So it's actually page nineteen. Under the table of contents, number five. Oh, number five, nine. Uh, type in XIX. Something XIX. Yeah. Yeah. So under the way to a fortunate rebirth. We have covered the various table of contents. Uh, the purpose of covering the table of contents is to highlight what this book is about. Yeah, uh, I just briefly share the different topics now. Uh, as we go through the whole book, we'll go in more details. So for this section, following the previous one, the previous one is about the present life for the most part. Yeah, how do you live in harmony with others? Uh, in terms of the relation, uh, in terms of the six principles of cordiality, uh, how does your work affect your life and others? Uh, uh, and then the use of wealth and so on. So here, uh, up to this point, up to this point, the teachings actually uh, is very applicable to a lay person. A lot of people think that oh, Buddhism is you know for dead people. Yeah, many people have this wrong idea. Buddhism is for dead people. Why? Because for most people, most Buddhists in Singapore, the time when they need Buddhism is when the parents pass away, when the grandparents pass away. Then they, they, they come in contact with Buddhism. So they have the misconception about this. Secondly, as you observe, most uh, traditional Chinese temple keep on highlighting about or going to Pure Land, going to Pure Land. How to go to Die long, die, then go. <laughs> so it's as though all the only thing that Buddhists do is wait for die, death, wait, wait to die, then get reborn. Uh, it seems like it has nothing to do with present life. But actually, the, uh, the bulk of the teachings is about present life. Yeah? Now we're going to look at the, the table of contents relating to a fortunate leader. And you will find that even for this, it is still not about the future life. No? It's about what you're supposed to do. And so the Buddha's teaching is always about what you can and should do in this life. Yeah? Introduction. The law of karma. Yeah, the law of karma. Four kinds of karma. Yeah, four kinds of karma. Uh, this is the combination of the dark and the light karma. Uh, the, the different kinds of karma. Yeah, then, why beings fare as they do after death? So all these are uh, the suttas explaining about karma. That's how we talk a bit about that. Yeah. As we go through the text, we can go, as once we start going into it, we can go chapter by chapter, or we can pick some chapters that you all find uh, to be of uh, great interest, and we can go cover that. Then the next chapter, we can sort of like have a vote which chapter are you all more interested in. Eventually, we want to cover the whole book, no? Next, merit, the key to good fortune. 
So this word merit in uh, Chinese is what we call gongde, uh, so in Buddhism, for you to experience um, good conditions, good fortune in this life, um, it has to do with past merit. Yeah. But the past merit requires present life conditions for it to occur as well. Yeah, for it to occur as well. Uh, if you if you if you just sit around and don't don't do your work, as I always tell people this this funny exercise. You think your work is totally due to your past? If you think so, go to go to the office, give your boss a slap, see what happens. I can assure you, your present life karma will always supersede your past life karma. Yeah, it's so powerful. Go and step up and try. But but yeah. what the interpretation before that uh, uh. So you you have the oh sorry you you have the the courage to go ahead and give your boss a tight slap. Uh, it's actually due to the past karma. <laughs> no. It's your decision now. Just like that day, I I quote you the example that you you just have the you just have the urge to go and touch the nurse as a doctor. You have the urge to go and touch the slap the nurse backside. I mean that that kind of urge, ah. To me, is that she's citing an actual case where a doctor is charged with outrage of modesty, and then because of that, becomes a, a, an offence and then get sued and goes through the whole thing and then get debarred, uh, not debarred, uh, removed, deregistered yeah. yeah. from the medical board. Yeah, so he, she was asking about whether this is due Even to past action, life karma. action to me, the previous time, I mean, yeah. previously the action so, so she thought that it was also due to past life karma. Karma as in whose karma? No. The guy's or the guy? The, the, the doctor's karma. The doctor's karma as in he, he, he lift up his hand and, you know? Yeah, so my, my, my understanding of karma is that uh, when... Oh, okay. Oh, immediately you have to wash, huh? Actually, yeah. it wasn't so white to the beginning with, <laughs> like. Wash, wash. Bleach, huh? So, I mean, put it very simply. Um, guys and girls, we have different craving. Yeah, uh, even guys and guys, we have different craving. Um, let's assume that. Let's assume that we have a, a group of of guys or and a group of girls, given certain things. The tendency for the girls to become attracted is there, yeah, for normal girls. Uh. And given a group of guys, let's say all unattached, okay, single, and then a beautiful young girl who is very, um, very sweet, very demure, okay, and they are all not attached, uh, not married, not attached. Tendency is that, eh, they, they feel the urge to, eh, have some interest and so on, yeah. Now, just because they all have interest doesn't mean that they will all go and talk to her. It still requires them to take action. The way I see it, for the doctor, yes, there was probably a past life karma where uh, maybe habitually he has always been, he has always planted the seed of of you know reaching out. For example, so when he uh, who is exposed to this condition. 
there's this stretch. But at any point in time, we still have this deciding process to act on that urge or not. That's why I don't say that it's nothing to do with past. I also don't say that it's totally due to the past. Mm. It is due to the past ripening and then at the moment, there's still defilement. Uh, there's still defilement. Then, because of that defilement, he act upon that urge. So, gone. Think about it. I'm not saying that it's right to go and anyhow reach out to touch people. Uh. But if it's his wife, he will also have the urge, ma, right? I mean, not to say you all have urge or not. Confirm, two person get married, if you don't have an urge to touch each other, the marriage hard to last. I have known of people around me, uh, they get married for one, two years, three, four years, five years, they, they, don't, they, they literally don't touch each other. I mean, for me as a monk in public to say this, some people will lower your cheek. No, but it's a very, I tell some students, if, if you want to practice, then don't get married. If you want to get married, you cannot get married, then a few years later decide, uh, I want to become pure, you don't kind of touch me. Cannot, I say, <laughs> you cannot, because the whole idea that you want to get married, part of it is in physical intimacy. The level, that's another thing. Yeah, so is it normal? It's normal. The problem is that in this case of the doctor, the urge comes, but it is a, an inappropriate person, target. But if he still acts on it, of course there will be consequences. Yeah, if, if it's his wife or his girlfriend, well then nothing wrong, just act on that urge. All of us have urges. Yeah? So the key thing is, when he acts on those urges, it was the wrong conditions, but he still went ahead. Uh, so, not that it's disconnected, and not that it's totally due to past life also. Uh, it, it applies the same to impulse. Uh? Uh, it is exactly impulse. Uh, uh. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay, maybe I translate further. So he, his question is, uh, for, for, for different people coming to Buddhism, uh, we are exposed to different things. So some may have been exposed to different ideas by different teachers or is it the environment that caused them to have certain wrong views or differing views? And then as a result, they ask certain questions. Yeah, so uh, I, I captured this part right now. Yeah, so as far as that is concerned, uh, it's a combination. Can be, it can be that there are some variables. Uh, I don't say that all variables are wrong. I don't say that all variables are correct also. As much as I'm also a, a monk. Uh, in fact, I, I openly in class, I tell them, don't assume that I always say the right thing. Huh? I may have the wrong view. <laughs> and the problem is, when you have a wrong view, you don't know that it's a wrong view. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's why I always tell the students, you can disagree with me, but you must have some reasons for this. It cannot be a feeling. A feeling cannot explain what... <laughs> uh, so likewise, I would say that uh, I've heard some variables say certain things that in private, if you're having discussion, wow, I really... <laughs> My mom tell me some moms come and complain to her, hey, your sister yeah. So I know that there are some moms who really have less than perfect view. Where did they get this idea from? May not be from their monk sifu. Maybe from before they become a monk. Uh, because a lot of our idea about Buddhism comes from chit chat, comes from movies, some of comes from elders telling us. And for many people, uh, elders' words are, are very crucial. Yeah. The words of the elders is something that's, that holds a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, this is part of Chinese culture. Yeah. Okay, so um, merit, the key to good fortune. Meritorious deeds, three bases of merit, the best kinds of confidence. So all this about what gives rise to good fortune. Yeah. Most of us want to have good fortune, but how do you have good fortune? Yeah. Uh, giving. Yeah. So just now we talked about giving also. Yeah, giving. If people knew the result of giving, this IT, iti butaka. Uh, this, this category is very interesting. Iti butaka. Uh, it is not spoken by Venerable Ananda. Yeah. Iti butaka is by one of these uh, chambermaids. Yeah, the queen's chambermaid. So the queen couldn't go to see the, the monks for teaching uh, because of her stature. They're not so convenient. So she instructs the maid to go and listen. And then the maid listened and remembered everything and then repeated to the queen. So after the Buddha passed away and the queen is gone, I think the queen was gone before the Buddha. Uh, the chambermaid went to the monks and said uh, to relate that she did this service to the queen and so she remembered some of the teachings. She wanted to offer what she remembered also. And so time and again we see this kind of examples. And when people, so when people say that Buddhism is male chauvinistic, I'm like, I would agree that um, certain culture are male chauvinistic. Now, I cannot deny that Chinese culture is quite male chauvinistic. Yeah? Uh, but as far as the teaching is concerned, and maybe to, to a large degree in the early days, um, you, you don't see this. Yeah. He's, she's a gentleman. She's not even a, a king. Or, but they take her word and it's recorded inside as another collection. Yeah. So, itibutaka. Yeah. So, um, uh, if people knew the result of giving. Uh, if I don't recall only this one is quite interesting. But the Buddha say, if people knew the result of giving, even if they have one mouth of food, one handful of food, or one mouth of food, one morsel of food, they would offer to others. They would share. They would say, hey, you, can I share with you? They wouldn't keep it for themselves if they know what is the result of giving. Yeah. Reasons for giving. Yeah, different reasons for giving. There are those who give... Uh, this, this one, Anguttara Nikaya, lists out all the different reasons. There are those who give because their ancestors always give, so they continue the tradition. There are those who give thinking, ah, there will be good results. There, will be do- there are those who give uh, 
thinking, uh, I want to support the, the, the renounced the ascetic. Different kinds of giving. Yeah? And then the Buddha mentioned about the different results. The gift of food. Uh, this, if I don't recall wrongly, is where the Buddha highlight the different, uh, the different uh, things that come from giving of food. Yeah. Uh, longevity, beauty, strength, uh, happiness, and I think progress. Uh, or four only, so okay, then not, not no progress. Uh, this four. Yeah. A superior person's gift, uh, mutual support, then rebirth on account of giving. Moral discipline. So from from giving, yeah, from giving, then we have moral discipline, which is the precepts. So for precepts, you we talk about five precepts. Yeah, abstaining from killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, and abstaining from alcohol and intoxicants. Then uposatta observance. Uposatta itself is on the new moon and the full moon. Uh, in Chinese tradition, we usually call chui yeah, the first and the fifteenth, uh, but under the Buddhist tradition, strictly speaking, Oposatta is not always on the first and fifteenth. Yeah, but they follow strictly the moon. So sometimes it is the first and the fifteenth. Sometimes it's first and fourteen. Yeah, it's not always fifteen. Sometimes it's the fourteen of the month. Yeah, because the the, the the number of days is not 15, it's 14 and something days. Yeah. So sometimes it, it adjusts, adjusts a bit. Oh. Uh, then from from giving, then uh, discipline, moral discipline. The word moral discipline here, the original word is sila. Sila is often translated as jie. Yeah. Sila. Yeah. The word, the Malay word sila, actually has the same root as sila, which is discipline. Yeah. Uh, but another another um, translation of the word sila is actually not discipline. It's behavior. Mm. Verbal and physical behavior. In this case, uh, sila refers to right behavior. And that's why in the in the Noble Eightfold Path it is about Right sila, yeah, sama sila, right behavior. Yeah, when you think, when you look at it this way, then it's not a wow, a rule that you cannot do this, cannot do that. No? It's about saying what kind of you want to be ha- to be happy, truly happy. Uh, the Buddha observed that there are eight things that if you follow, it becomes conducive for you to be happy, and one of them is your behavior. You must have certain behavior that leads to your happiness and others' happiness. And that is what is called right behavior, right sila. Uh, then, when you look at it this way, then you realize that hey, it makes sense. Uh. If you were to always say things that is hurtful and harmful, can you have peace? Even if you want peace, others, other people don't give you peace. Yeah. So by speaking in a certain way, acting in a certain way, then it's conducive for us to have inner peace, and we give others peace and we live in harmony as well. No? So from there, then it becomes the basis for meditation. Uh, typically, we say that when you do giving and you practice uh, precepts, you have the merit to meditate. Yeah. Uh, 
but over time, I start to observe that uh, when you when you think of it as merit, uh, then it becomes a magical account uh, that you cannot see. Somehow, when you do uh, giving, oh, that account increase. Then when you practice precept, that account increase. And somehow, when you meditate, that you you tap into you account see. and then you use it. Wow, suddenly you sit very well. I can sit there for three days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that is one way to look at it. Another way, which is even more direct, is that. When you practice giving, you are softening your heart. You become gentle in your heart. You you have a caring heart. Then when you practice precepts, you restrict yourself, you restrain yourself from engaging in things that is harmful. And if you look at Uposatha, then it's eight precepts. Huh? Then it goes beyond just restraining yourself. You also practice not just not harming, but you live your life simply. This kind of behavior, plant the seeds, lay the foundation for your mind to settle down. If a person, let's say you look at the eight precepts, one of them is adorning yourself, then engaging in song and dance and music, basically entertainment. If a person, day in, day out, yeah, for lay people, nothing wrong with having entertainment. But if it's a daily, day in, day out, then you try to meditate, of course, you can't meditate. Huh? Yeah, so, on one hand, there is that magic bank, but on the other hand, it's actually very direct. It's a direct consequence of your action that allow you to meditate or, don't, or not meditate. Huh? So, nothing so magical about it. Then, under meditation, development of loving kindness. You see, if you haven't been practicing giving, and then you say you want to, may all beings be well and happy. Pian <laughs> lang, <laughs> It's, it's just a nice idea, you know? Yeah, whereas if you have been doing giving really, it's, it, then when you sit down and you hear the Bante or Sufu say, ah, have a very caring, genuine feeling for others, wishing for others to be well, eh? Yeah, quite natural. Yeah? Becomes a very natural thing. So, development of loving kindness, then from loving kindness, you extend outwards to become the four divine abbot, what we call Brahma Vihara. The Metta, Karuna, Mudita, Upeka. Loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. Uh, the four divine abbot. Inside, huh? Si. Huan Si, the Si. The meaning here is to use. The, the part about Huanxi, to be happy. Yeah, to be happy for others' uh, wholesome practice. When you see others do good, to rejoice in it. When you see their success as a result of the good, to rejoice in it, to be happy for others. Yeah. Then, beyond that, we go into insight. Yeah. So, basically, that the last part forms the, the link towards uh, supramundane. Yeah. Over here, these are still in a way mundane meditation. Yeah. Worldly meditation. So here, deepening one's perspective of the view, the overall, uh, uh, theme. Then from there, four wonderful things, uh, gratification, danger and escape. Uh, this is something that I've been highlighting recently. Yeah. What is the gratification of worldly pursuit? What is the danger in it? What is a true escape from it? 
if we do not know what is the full extent of the gratification, we will always think, oh, there should be something more, you know. Oh, I, I still haven't fully experienced the world. Oh, there's still some other place I haven't seen. But if you were to do reflection frequently, what is the full extent? And you know clearly what is the full extent. Then you realize that there's a limit to it. Most people don't get to enjoy the full extent of this world. So they always have this, some more, some other things that's better. Yeah. Uh, then there's more time. <laughs> there's still that greed and craving. Yeah. But perhaps that's why those who are very rich or very successful, they come to a point where they have seen it off. How much can you eat in a day? How big a house can you stay in? How much money can you earn? They have When they reach a certain threshold, and you know what is the threshold? Scientists did study across different countries. For uh, US, right? I think so. Uh, per annum. Uh. Yeah, is it 75 or 150? Uh, about $75,000 per... Is it 7,005 or 75,000? I think 75,000 per year. Above that. Yeah, which translates to about maybe 5 to 6K a a year. Yeah. If you just do a one to one, that's about there also. So, so, uh, this, I think, is economies. They did studies on this and they found that uh, if your your pay is 1,000, and now you get an increase to 2,000, you can wow, feel very good. From 2,000 to 3,000 to 4,000, you feel good also. But the increase becomes lesser and lesser. Up to some point, you get more, it doesn't change how happy you are. <laughs> so for, for many people, we are, when you are below that arc, right, you always feel like, hey, there's more to pursue. Uh, uh, Quite a bit. Yeah, so here it says about the gratification. So oftentimes in class, I highlight, uh, to, people ask me, like, Dylan keep asking me how to overcome attachment. So go and reflect, go and do the reflection on what you are attached to. Because I think up to today, you don't know what she's attached to. The dog. Today he was very sad at the retreat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But after after I think because a lot of people, people in this world, do not have a sense of what they are attached to. If it's too natural to them, you think it's taken for granted. It's I know what I'm attached to, but I don't know why I'm attached to this world. Sometimes. <laughs> you think that like, no reason to be attached, but yet you are so attached. <laughs> As I explained to you before, yeah. don't have to go and find out why. Because once you know why, then you say, hey, then the, the reason people share, you, you don't... No. S- huh? You don't need to know why. 
You don't need to know why. Gao Liao did take Gao Liao. So if you know why you are attached, will you be attached? Huh? She believed that she will. Yes, I believe I will. You probably strengthen your reason why you are any more attached. It may give you, exactly, it may give you a reason to say, no, that's why I'm attached. I have a reason why I'm attached. Today, if I take ginger Sometimes it's always like that. You don't know whether you are really attached to that something or that someone until that someone took it away. Yeah, but really, if you really know why you're attached to it. But I know, I, 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 I can already imagine what somebody just suddenly take my dog away. I don't see the handprints. Wow. There goes my tower. Maybe you have a handprint. Maybe it's Sunday now, so you have a tower. So, so now showing you, he's showing detachment to me. So you want to let's pay one, how come you have to pay the tower? Yeah. Billing you have to pay one? Yo. <laughs> so okay, let's cover let's let's finish the flavor of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's finish the content. Okay. So, properly appraising objects of attachment. Yes. Yeah. So you see you know the, the I, I told them at the first lesson and before the first lesson, I said, actually, I never read this book before. But, I, but this book comprises all the suttas from different, different of the Nikayas. I have read the sutras, but I haven't read this book. This book is written by Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi for those who have maybe never read the, the, all the suttas yet, or for those who have read but find that don't know how to make sense of it. Yeah. So when dealing, when many students ask me how to overcome attachment, I tell them, I cited these sutras, and I mentioned to them, we must go and, in Buddhism, we don't say, run away from it. At the initial stage, yes, because your attachment is so strong, if you don't keep a distance, you will just... <sighs> but after keeping a distance, you must do reflection. You must reflect on what you are attached to, the gratification the extent that you can receive the joy and pleasure, then you know that that's a limit. Then beyond that, you must reflect on what is the danger, what is the thoughts and danger of it, what is the shortcoming of this, yeah? besides the limit, is there any problem with this as a source of happiness? Now then, you see the complete view of the thing that you are attached to. Yeah? Then from there, you must know what is the true escape. So, when I see this table of content, uh, yes, exactly, this is exactly the sequence. So, if you look at the next one, proper appraising objects of attachment. Yeah, proper appraising. It's not to just reject it outright. No. In Buddhism, it requires us to go and look at it clearly. 
not just close, ah, I don't, I don't, uh, from now on I give up on this. No. But to really look at it, when you look at it and totally understand it and appraise it, that means the pros and cons of it you see clearly, then you will come to uh, the conclusion, yeah, yeah, that's a nice part, but it's only nice to this extent. Uh, but if I were to become attached to it or we have desire or whatever, uh, that's this other set of problems. When you see this in this way, then it's a complete view. You know? The pitfalls in central pleasure. So then there's a whole list of sutra. Here he just cited two, there are many others, talking about pursuit of sensual pleasure. Uh, when you pursue sensual pleasure, what is the problem with it? Then beyond that, life is short and fleeting. Four summaries of the Dharma, danger in views. Now all this further reinforce. Right? Reinforce what? Further reinforce how do we look at this world? The way we look at this world is shaped by many things. Here, we, we try out, hey, what does the Buddha say about this world? Huh? Yeah. Is it? Oh, she managed to wash it clean. Yeah. Is it a new cloth? <laughs> Inside, well, I actually. Oh, it's got ten. Don't check out the sink. Let's take out a new one. Okay. The danger in views. Yeah. If you have the wrong view, or you hold on to the view that is wrong, uh, what's the problem? From the divine realms to the infernal. Uh, so this talk about hell. Uh, talk about the lower realms. Realms of suffering. Yeah. Uh, the perils of samsara. The stream of tears, stream of blood. These few sutras should be the ones where the Buddha gave examples, saying that um, we have gone through samsara for so long. How much tears have we cried over our, the loss of our loved one? Oh, so much. So much. Yeah, this is just two sutras. There are other sutras where the Buddha talk about how uh, the amount of bones that we have uh, shed or uh, we have cried over if you pile them all up, it's higher than Mount Sumeru. Mount, higher than Mount Everest, in other words. Can you imagine how much that is? The amount of tears we have cried is more than the four great oceans. Yeah. Since beginning's time, yeah. But sometimes I just wonder, yeah, conceptually, I can, we can understand. Conceptually, even to understand, it is quite mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, the problem for most of us is we cannot see all the past life we have had. So some of these parts do require us to have that faith. But it's not simply just because it says so that you have faith. You can use um, understanding to sort of, in a way, reason out that. Once you can reason out that, yeah, this is not the only birth. And then given that if this is not the only birth, in this birth we already cry over so many things, then what's the chance that last life we didn't cry? No, quite unlikely. Quite likely that we also cry. Then the last, last life, last, last, last life, eh? we just count 10 life was, see it's now. <laughs> yeah. Then if you just extend infinitely, 
Right, then, then you look at this, yeah, this is really describing the full extent. Yeah. No. And if after going through all that, by then, by now, you should see that, ah, there are so many different aspects about our life that we haven't seen. Then from here, ah, then we talk about the path to liberation. The path to liberation. Here, then we talk about, okay, how to get out of this, this shithole we are in. Yeah. And that's why I repeatedly highlight in class. Um, you know how sometimes I mention uh, young people come to SGC, then the, the more conservative one, eh, why, why, why like that? Why, why like that? Eh, don't, don't, don't. I'm like, give me a break. Like, you know how hard it is for a young person, whether it's 20 something or 30 something or even 40 something, to suddenly say, hey, maybe Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I want to come to spend some time and learn Dharma. What is the chance, you know? Nothing better to do. Uh. Nothing better to do. Uh. So, my point to them is, if you just start off measure, taking a measuring tape, mm, don't fit, adjust. Here don't fit, there don't fit, here don't fit, there don't fit. They put the paper off. But if you look at the way the Buddha teach, he don't, at the get-go, Hey, why you dress like that? Go back and change, then you come back and see me. In no sutta have you ever seen this. Think about it. Ambapali. Ambapali is a well-known courtesan. He's not a my fair lady. You know. He's not a, a, a home lady. He's, she's a courtesan. Courtesan means that she entertained, uh, not, not uh, high class. Like, yeah, she's like, uh, what's like? Yeah. What's that? The, the one in US? Tradition. Uh, no, the one who, who, who a bit been born. Uh, Always like to take picture of the dog. I know. Paris Hilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. You know Paris Hilton? Can you search Paris Hilton show? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wait for him to search. Huh? So, pa- so Ambapali is more like the class of like Paris Hilton because she... The, the amount that you, there's one sutta that talk about the amount you have to pay for her to spend a night with you. Wow, it's, it's like. But she is, yeah. she is very, very, she, very yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is, um, not, not her. My point is not her. My I point is, um, something like that. She, She's not really a core girl. La. So I'm just doing some comparison. That Ambapali... So if she comes to class, then... Yeah. yeah. So Ambapali... My point is that Ambapali is someone like that. So you cannot expect her to come in and then wrap up. She's a person who who is known for her beauty. So yet, yet you don't see in any sutta, when Ambapali come to see the Buddha, the Buddha... Wow, I must go and wash my eyes. Bad karma. You don't see that. And it's not just Ambafali, so many other individuals. You know, so it's like, it's just so nonsensical. The approach should always be, they want to learn Dharma, come and learn Dharma first. Once they learn Dharma, their, their attitude will change. There was a queen who also who is also very proud of her beauty. Wow, all kinds of things, you know. But so when she went to see the Buddha, 
she also, wow. So the Buddha don't just immediately tell her off. The Buddha used his, his psychic power, manifest a lady full of beauty. So the moment the queen arrived, wow, wow, this even more beautiful than me, wow, just absorbed. And then the, once the Buddha knows that she's absorbed, yeah. transform, slowly itch in front of in front of her eyes, itch and then crumble and die in front of him, uh, in front of her, and then scatter into dust. Yeah. And because of that, she immediately realized her attachment to something that is impermanent. The Buddha don't, hey, I better dress properly or go back or what? <laughs> I work. I, I, I just had a discussion with my mom that day. I said, you are perpetuating Chinese custom. It's, it's fine. It's okay. I mean, you want to have this restaurant, they also have some dress code. Ma. You want to enforce a dress code, it's okay. But you must enforce and highlight that this is our Chinese custom. People will accept it. You say that as Chinese, this is our Chinese custom. Nothing to do with Buddhism. You don't put the blame onto Buddha. <laughs> then it's up to people to decide whether they want to learn Buddhism in such a, uh, uh, an environment. They will not reject Buddhism. If they don't like the environment, they can go to another place. But when you mimic it as though it's a Buddhist uh, uh, requirement, then they totally reject Buddhism. No? Then they say, forget it, I go to another religion. That's the problem. You know, most, most, most... Uh, you go to church, you know? Yeah. All the young boys go to church not to go to Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually when they go enough, then they... Then they're related to Christ. Uh. You know? But initially go there, they don't go to Christ. I went there for, for, for the progress of the life 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 of uh, for I think her, her her father her father in law passed away uh, or the, doing the memorial, so the uncle engaged some temple to do the services, and the cost is uh, to them a bit prohibitive, uh, and then the the venerable was uh, arrived in a certain car, and so the family was like having question mark. And the son was like asking, like, how can a monk come in this kind of car? It's a luxurious car. Like. The details, are, you don't have to go into it. So then she told me that she told her son, uh, don't, don't question this, blah, blah, blah. So, well, I, I, I almost blew it up. Uh, orange was there yesterday. Uh, my point is, I agree with the, her, her idea that this is not the time to question. But when you, the way you put it across can sometimes give young people the wrong impression. The wrong part is the wrong impression that Buddhism cannot be questioned. That you should not have any doubts at all. Yeah. First of all, about the Sangha. Secondly, about the cost. I say, you may not have the answer. But the way you put it, you know what I think? I think your son will get the impression that you are trying to defend you are, you are being defensive. Yeah. This is, no, I'm not. I know you're not, but this is the impression you give people. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Then they come, it's like, oh, you're not cheating, 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 you're those Taoists monks, uh, Taoist priests, those Taoists can come to the wake, then they start to gain all the sponsors, they don't want anything. Some of them really... Uh, I don't know, 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 if you strong, go down, practice, it's a go pure land. Then, uh, train until you cultivate, you become a level 10. Let, let me clarify, this is the Taoist belief yeah. that that will happen. Yeah. That's what Taoist, that's yeah. what the Taoist... Yeah, in Buddhism, we, we, we don't say that. We say you go down and you suffer, not no, just right. learn. No, because for us, it's a rebirth really. Yeah, but for in Buddhism, we say that if you, if you do something like that, it's actually very heavy. Yeah, and the rebirth is not just go there to learn until you you know it. Yeah, it it will be a lot of suffering. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Sometimes you look at it. Some people make it such a way, but Buddhism is a faith or religion for affluent people. Yeah, unfortunately. You know how 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 well people see you are into the faith religion is how much you can pay and afford few certain rights or. So yeah. some sponsorship or whatever it is. It's never about how much you understand about the Dharma you practice. Of course, there's also the other side. Right? When I tell students that you all have to fix your own problem, then uh, there's also a bug for Buddhists who are more than ready to pay their way through. Yeah. Uh, so let's... Why does one enter the path? Yeah, the error of birth, aging and death, the hardwood of the spiritual life, the fading away of lust. Uh, so here onwards is is really the mainstream, or rather not, not the mainstream. Before that it's also mainstream, but this is the the part leading to the supramundane path. Yeah, why does one enter the path? Uh, to start off, you need to have a reason. Yeah. Uh, if you have not truly know the suffering of birth and death, then you will, there will always be this question, why must I come for class? Yeah. Um, some students have this kind of question. Uh, my answer is very simple. If you don't think that you are suffering, it's okay. I don't, it's not my duty to convince you that you are suffering. If you, are, if you find that your life is quite okay, who am I to tell you it's not okay? Uh, oftentimes, at the start of the a series, I would ask students to write down uh, three things that affects them. Yeah, 
whether it's something that get them upset or something that they want to improve on or uh, an area of weakness. <clears throat> so some students will say, well, most students will just well, start writing and some will laugh and say, wow, just three, I have a lot to write. But there'll be some, uh, every class there'll be one or two who will say, Shibu, I don't have anything to write. Yeah. I'm, I'm the student. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I would last if if you tell me that 15, 20 years ago, I will spend a long time trying to convince you. But nowadays, for me, I when I encounter such students, I will tell them, don't have a three months, six months, one year, nothing get you upset. Okay, well, then maybe you are more enlightened than you know. Don't write much. <laughs> uh, and in most cases, they will then uh, look surprised. From the surprise, I know that they were expecting me to try to convince them. You see, to, to me, whether you learn or not, doesn't affect me, no? <laughs> this is what I always tell teenagers when they come to see me for counseling. Because their parents, their teachers, their elders, all try to convince them why they must study. When they come to me, I tell them, first thing first, whether you whether you study or not, nothing to do with me. Not that Sifu don't care, Sifu care. But you must know that if you fail your old levels, uh, the first person who is affected is you. Second person, your, your parents. Sifu, <laughs> not affected at all. Yeah? Sifu went through old levels, went through JC, went through university, I've done my due. Yeah? I care about your well-being, but it's not my job to police your life. It's not my job to worry for you. Yeah. However, I'd be happy to spend time with you if you're interested in studying. I apply the same principle to Dharma. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to learn Dharma. It's okay. A lot of people want to learn. What what I have no time to waste on you if you think you don't need Dharma. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's my attitude. But again, not that I don't care about you, but if you if you still need me to spend 10 hours to convince you and maybe you're still not convinced, maybe you really don't need Dharma. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's no, why... It's like, it's, that problem is come and go. Ma. You know, so if it comes and go and you're okay with that, then nothing to do. What? Then okay, no? <laughs> yeah, then okay. What? So, uh, uh, so we all have different personality types. Yeah. The key thing I want to highlight I highlight to people is as long as you are content and satisfied with your present state, who am I to tell you that you are not in the right state. One thing I've learned in the past years as a monk, don't tell a person to slim down if they don't think they are fat. Not that you are fat or anything. <laughs> <laughs> not that you are fat or anything, you know. Yeah, for the records, no, I'm not insinuating that Louis is fat or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't think that, if you think that, and this is the same thing that that guy in Buddhist library said uh, about two years back, when I conducted a class, and he said he had nothing to write. 
And later, he's, after five minutes, he said, ah, actually, I have. Uh, I got frustrated because I cannot find parking lot. But then he also said exactly the same thing as you. But after that, I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. So, so that's why, uh, that's why I never say that you are not okay. So if you think you are okay, you're okay. But my point to him is, if for some people, having moment, uh, having their life punctuated by moments of frustration, it's okay. For some people, even that is not okay. There are some people who, as my, as someone once said, if you go to some countries, hands, they don't have hands and legs, they're still trying to survive. If you think about it, some people say, well, this person, well, well get done by girlfriend, go and become a monk, what kind of... If a lot of people get done by girlfriend, lose their job, whatever, they still, I want to fight, I want to try. If you are satisfied, then who am I to say that that's not right? Yeah, so I'm not in the business of trying to convince people to do this or do that. But if you find that you want to live your life such that even that momentary frustration doesn't have a chance to arise. Yeah? Because at the moment when it arises, maybe you flip table, no? <laughs> right? And and your your family members do live in fear, in fear of that moment you may flip the table. And if if it comes to the day where you find that you want to live your life such that people around you don't have to be fearful of that moment you flip the table, oh, then the Dharma is for you. So, uh, why does one enter the path? Uh, each person must find their reasons. And here it lists out three suttas, yeah, a couple of them, for, to, to highlight and illustrate uh, the different angle that people come to into the Dharma. Yeah. Then analysis of the Eightfold path. And this is what we call the Atta Manga Vibhanga Sutta. Or Manga Vibhanga Sutta. Yeah. So the analysis of the path. Yeah. Then from there, with the path in place, good friendship. Mm. What is good friendship? In, if I'm not wrong, this should be talking about the Sutta, where wherever Ananda uh, say, oh, uh, good friendship is how the holy life. Yeah. Uh, or it could be the other sutta, and then the Buddha said that no, it's a whole holy life. That means spiritual friend, good friendship is very important. Yeah. This could be the one where the Buddha highlighted what is so good about spiritual friendship. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then the graduated training, the different steps, then the higher stages of training with similes. The Buddha gave comparison. Yeah. Mastering the mind. In Buddhism, mind is most crucial. Uh, it always come back to the mind. I'm going to just briefly read through. The mind is the key, developing a pair of skills, serenity and insight. So this is what we call zi gen guan, samatha vipassana. There are four ways to arahanship. Uh, this four ways to arahanship is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what we think about meditation is only one of the ways. Yeah. You can attain arahanship through many ways. There are four kinds of persons, hindrances to mental de- development. This could be the five hindrances. Huh? Refinement of the mind, removal of distracting thoughts. This should be the Vitaka Sutta. Mind, the mind of loving kindness. Description of what loving kindness is. The sixth recollection, Liu Sui Nian. The Buddha Nusati, Dhamma Nusati, Sangha Nusati, uh, Sila Nusati, Dana Nusati, and Dewa Nusati. Yeah. 
Then the four establishment of mindfulness, Majjhima Nikaya number 10, Satipatthana Sutta. Mindfulness of breathing, Anapanasati Sutta, means the achievement of mastery. This one uh, should be towards the, the, the later part of the practice. Shining the light of wisdom, images of wisdom, wisdom as a light. So this is these are parables and metaphors describing what like, what wisdom is. Yeah. Conditions for wisdom. Uh. Conditions for wisdom should be the four things. Yeah. Uh, association with the wise, listening to the right dharma, uh, reflection or paying right attention, and then cultivation accordingly. Yeah. Then a discourse on right view. What is right view? Samantiti yeah. Sutta. Uh, this is a very interesting sutta also. Sutta on what actually constitutes right view. Why is right view so important? Because right view is the start of the Novate Opa. Yes. The domain of wisdom. By way of the five aggregates, phases of the aggregates. A catechism of, on the aggregates. The characteristic of non-self, uh, impermanent suffering, no-self. Uh, this is the three universal characteristics, Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta. A lump of foam. The Buddha described how our aggregates is like a lump of foam. Yeah? Uh, ru, ru yeah? So like foam, uh, it's easily scattered and you just blow it, just boom. Yeah? The Buddha described our existence like foam. Yeah? So temporal, so insubstantial. You just squeeze Buddha. Uh, the wind blow, it just scatter immediately. Yeah? Our life seems to be so real, so strong, so permanent. By way of the six sense bases. So when you hear by way, by way, by way, it means uh, when we learn about uh, the teachings and then we try to cultivate wisdom, there are different angles of approach. Here, by way of five aggregates. That means you look at your life in terms of five aggregates. Ah, then how do you look at your life? Here, then the next one, by way of the six sense bases. Yeah. I mentioned in Hasitra. Yeah. So, through the sense, six sense bases, eyes, nose, tongue, body, and mind, versus the six sense object form, sound, smell, taste, touch, and mental object. And the full understanding of it burning. The six senses are all burning. The eyes are burning, the ears are burning, the nose are burning, the tongue are burning, the body is burning, the mind is burning. Yeah. Sustainable for attaining Nibbana. Empty is the world. So this this should be this could be the uh, one of the teaching on emptiness, but it's a bit different from our usual mention of emptiness. Yeah, we will explore. Consciousness too is non-self. Yeah, even consciousness. Yeah. Not not that everything is non-self, but consciousness, yeah, our mind being able to perceive things, oh that is self, no. This is very interesting to tell also. Then beyond that, we talk about the 18 elements. So by way of elements, there's 18 altogether now. The first, the 18 elements. So I remember when I was in Taiwan once, uh, I was at San Tezi, and there was a senior called Guo Hua Fa Si, yeah, Venerable Guo Hua. So when he know that I am very keen on the Nikayas, then he said, oh, then you should be very familiar with the five aggregates the 12 sense bases and the 18 elements. You should be very familiar. 
So at that point in time, I was just one year into my monkhood. So although I read part of the Nikaya, I still haven't uh, have a proper framework of the whole thing. So I was like, huh? What am I? Huh? <laughs> then he explained to me that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then later as I learned the rest, I thought, yeah, this is the overall framework. Uh, overall framework. Yeah, so, uh, 18 elements, then the four elements, the six elements. Uh, the four elements are the four elements uh, by which the physical form is is it comes about. Yeah, earth, water, fire, wind. Then six elements: earth, water, fire, wind, space, and consciousness. Yeah, uh, you know, by way of dependent origination. Wow, full blown. Uh, twelve links: and so on. So stableness of the Dharma, 44 cases of knowledge, a teaching by the middle, continuance of consciousness, origin and passing of the world. So all this, uh, we, when we talk about dependent origination, we tend to think about oh, just the 12 links. But you find that within the Sutta, here, Sangita Nikaya, um, uh, the number 12, all the different angles looking at dependent origination. Yeah. And in fact, in other suttas, in other ones besides Sangita Nikaya, you'll find that there's so many different angles that, uh, the Buddhas, the Buddha and his disciples would approach dependent origination. They don't always start with ignorance. Uh, usually we memorize booming and sing, 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 Yeah. Uh, from ignorance, then consciousness, or then, then volition, formation, then consciousness. Yeah, but sometimes they don't, you know. Yeah. You'll find that in a conversation with other people, whatever they ask, they take, boom, go into dependent origination. Whatever they say, boom, go into four noble truths. It's to that extent. Why are they able to do it? It's not that they sit down and then memorize, and then they prepare, hey, maybe they ask about computers, maybe they ask about the handphone, <laughs> maybe they ask about car or about farming, no. But it's that they have internalized the teachings already. Uh, so having internalized it, whatever you, you throw to them, they immediately can dissect it and see it as in terms of the 12 links, in terms of how this gives rise to other things, and in terms of how this is suffering, what is the cause of this arise, this suffering arising, and the true end of suffering as far as this is concerned, and how to arrive at it. Yeah. They, can, they see four noble truths everywhere. Yeah. Beautiful rendering. By way of the Four Noble Truths, huh? yeah, so the truth of all the Buddhas. All Buddhas teach this. If these four truths are actual, yeah, these four truths are actual. That's why it's called Sen Di. Yeah, si they, are, they, are, they are facts of life. Yeah, this is the way it is. Yeah, this is the way it is. Then a handful of this. This is Simsapa Sutta. Yeah, I've mentioned a few times the Buddha in this place. Uh, called the Simsapa forest, then he, he leaves up a handful of leaves and he asks the monks, are there more leaves in my hand or the forest? Then the monks of course say, forest is more. And then the Buddha say, likewise, the amount that I have taught you is like the leaves in the hand. The amount that the Buddha knows is like the whole forest. And why? And then the Buddha highlight, but the Buddha is not a close-fisted Teacher. Even Indians are like that. 
some teachers they teach you uh, teach up to a certain point you ask someone no no you, <laughs> I'll teach you later uh, not because you're not ready but they just don't teach you that part so the mother wants you you don't know how to do that part yeah. but the Buddha says no he teach everything everything relevant to your liberation so he don't he don't confuse you with so many things like Sifu sometimes I will go off track and talk about physics and what, but I also highlight that has nothing to do with it's just an example yeah uh, but for, for the Buddha uh, he also gives examples but all the examples will point back to liberation so if one day I, I keep talking about all kind of things but not that I don't mean back to liberation you all better stop me and if I don't stop then you all should leave me yeah. But this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> then you vacate, uh, then you <coughs> then you should chase me out of the house. <laughs> uh, the goal of wisdom. What is Nibbana? Why do we learn the, the teachings? Why do we cultivate wisdom? For what purpose? Wisdom not as an end. And that's why in classes I highlight that, the, that in Buddhism, the Buddha is not the center. It's actually the Dharma. But the Dharma is also not as an end. It's not the end goal. The Dharma is so that you can give rise to wisdom. Wisdom is also not the end goal. It is just a means. Means to what? End suffering. Suffering of who? Sentient beings. So in all traditions, whether it's the Shravaka, whether it's Mahayana, uh, it's the same. Theravada or Mahana, the center is not Buddha, not anyone, but sentient beings. Buddhism, I'm not saying this because I'm a Buddhist monk, but truly Buddhism is perhaps one of the only, if not the only, religion that is sentient being centric. You know, it's like companies always say, oh, we are customer centric. <laughs> Bullshit, la, yeah. Yeah. always money centric. Yeah. Yeah. But Buddhism, at its core, as far as the teaching is concerned, is meant to be sentient being centric. Yeah. But uh, are, there, are there temples or monastery that slowly, slowly forget about that and then become uh, service centric or maybe become uh, profit centric? Unfortunately, there are. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the only saving grace is that it is still in the wrapping of Dharma. So hopefully, although their intent is, is not so right, but they still bring people in. Lah. Then they come in here, then they, they go out there to learn actual Dharma. <laughs> some are. Some. Some are. <laughs> Must be some, lah. I'm not some <laughs> I'm not commercial, man. so I, of course I must say some are lah. Yeah. So I must highlight something. Uh, 
just because um, just because an organization uh, provide a hey, hello. Yeah, okay, sorry. You're very sweet. We don't have to. We don't have to have double discussion here. They will not die immediately. <laughs> so, just because an organization uh, provides services or collect uh, funds, it doesn't make them commercial. Uh, but just because a an organization don't collect so much, it doesn't make them non-commercial also. There, there are a lot of companies that don't make money, no. They are really running at a loss, but they are commercial. Uh. So the definition of commercial is not so much whether they, they have money involved or not. It's, it's money that end goal. If money is that end goal, then it's commercial. Uh, like, we are going to function. have to collect money, uh, but the bum boat have to pay more. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to buy fish, you have to collect money. But the end goal is not the money. And so Louis asked me, hey, if we don't set a, set a, set how much they pay, then what if later everybody just have three fish to release? So I told her, three fish, three fish, lah. Yeah. Our, huh? Our what? Sorry? Louis. <laughs> no, no fish, three, fish three people, three person, one fish. Cheaper. You hold the head, I hold the tail. <laughs> to, to me, it's also yeah. okay. To me, it's also okay. Because, let's say, let's say only two, four, six, eight. Only eight of us go. Today, we have 108 person. Is it okay? Only eight? Okay. Hard to try is 200 over. Today, only eight person. Is it okay? Okay. Because our end goal is not collect money. It's not to have a big scene. Yeah. To me, I have ever have regular sessions with one person every Wednesday for three months. <laughs> ah, what is our? So, yes, our mupiao, the goal. Yeah. So if the goal is to make money, even if it's to earn 10 cents, it's commercial. So the auntie going around selling tissue, although it's only $2, it's commercial. Yeah. It's very commercial. In fact, that day when we were in Kuang uh, the the lady, she's there every day. Yeah, so I don't mind that she's there every day. I don't mind that she's making a living. But when I saw her, while I feel um, in a way compassion and sorry for her making a living this way, but at the same time, um, I sometimes feel when you are in the trade of doing direct sales, uh, the you know when. Who, who was that? Was it you or no? I think it was Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, when she was thinking, wow, her 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 is that? Almost like like the to me, <laughs> wow, really. At the same time, I feel sorry that she's like that. At the same time, I feel like why wow, you like that? Nah, make people feel like. There's one like there's one side. Ah, there's one side. The one side. The one side. You are not the only one who can be a 
三三，三三。哦，这个电话做特工会，他冇太直接。因为其实就是有怕失眠这样的想法，哇，怕比我还好赚。嗯。呃，那一一真的是独一份的那个 profit， 那个。那 ，when you say that it。You actually have another message. It has nothing to do with whether it's more how to than your tupperware. But when you highlight tupperware, then then if it, the two message mix up, you know. Yeah, because I I hear your first message, which is that she shouldn't be overcharging. Yes, overcharging. Yeah, and then at the same time, still highlight that she, 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 People will be willing to, and in fact, sometimes, many times, I see people just give them two dollars. Ah, pion lah, tissue pion. I have a lot of tissue. Yeah. So, so the question is, but at that moment, ah, when I see her, 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 like quite Serene said, 投入啊 she's so into it already. Um, it gives the people a, a bad taste, lor. Not that day, lah. Not that day. I think another day. Is it another day? Or is it that day? Okay, you will wonder that person. Another person, lah. Another person, not another person. For me, I see, I see a power. No, that place is her. No, no, no. No, no. Then I have a Indian man. Oh, that guy. Then I have an Indian man. Oh, Indian man is not your company man. He talks to you, man. Oh, they, they. Ah, the 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 non-use Oh, oh, you. Now, what is now? Oh, 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 然后我会，我就，我还分的是昨天哈、啊，是昨天对吗？啊，昨天还是前天的？前天前天，啊前天，我当下其实有一点感慨，就是感慨说，他因为为了谋生，献出的那个像啊，就变成是很残曲。我们佛教有一句话，残曲啊，啊，不是残残曲，不是可怜，而是说残曲就是说他为了要牟利会。做出那种举动啊，就是要巴结你，要要跟你夺取你的利益的，呀，就。Yeah. Just like I ever seen one， 他他走出去，他看到人家有带那种 cross， 还会 observe 呢。Oh God bless you！ 然后再来一块，阿弥陀佛。Everything。Simi 麻烦。他他基本他会 localize， 他会跟你讲。啊，是不错的，哎，是不错的，但是那个女生呢？他就有遇过这种人哦。有一次 ，I actually offered to buy her meal。啊，所以就喜欢什么？哦，呀呀呀 ！I don't know the money for what。Yeah。I ever seen people going around so called sell tissue 啊？这里买买买，收五个人 ，five percent 来，五个人买几个？呀呀，三三百来的，有咯。So the that's sometimes the problem 啊。像人家煮东西，你去看他怎样煮，那些人吃不下。哦，他的道理。嗯，我是觉得好像你要帮助他。你要，你要就，对啊，没有，我，有些，the thing is that，if too many of such people come out，they make it very commercial，they all do，they der
Just like last time there were news you, about Yeah, you see too much, right? If you see too much, we see an expert guy, another one of those. Yeah. Uh, what if they really are uh, needy? And they're really yeah. doing it. I see Soksama, uncle, come. Three packet, two dollar. You know what? Auntie came with Tongkak, Morgan said. But five packet, three one dollar. And she's really doing it because I think she really needs the money. Yeah. But when so, you say so, this, you just so both, both of you have your point. You have a point in that those who are doing it the wrong way or in a very conniving way actually causes others to become hurt. Their kind heart becomes hurt. Mm. Uh, but what Alison's father is saying is also uh, not wrong also. Because at the moment, if you, if you feel that kindness to give, just give. But once you give, don't go and like, hey, how are you going to use the money? But if you already know that the person is cheating, mm. then you are not obliged yeah, to yeah. give also. Yeah. Uh, also, both are okay. Beginning, I was like that. Mm. Now, I was like that. Yeah. Well, because so, 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 what is the bond? The three synonyms of the There's the base, the unborn, the two nibbana elements, the fire and the ocean. Yeah. So, all about what nibbana is. Okay, then the planes of realization. Yeah. Uh, this is talking about the different uh, levels of. Uh, of of achievement. So when you have uh, practice to the point, then you become a feel of merit for the world. The eight persons worthy of gift. Yeah, uh, this is what they call it. The uh, inside the the verses, Supatipano Bhagavato Savakasango. Uh, one of them is describing this. Yeah, the later part. Atta Yadidam Chattari Purisadupa and so on. That's one part talking about the eight, uh, the four pairs, the eight individuals. Uh, this is the one. Yeah? The four individuals, the four fruits. Sotapana, Sakatagami, Anagami, Arahant. Then from this, prior to attaining each of this fruit, there is the pre stage. Yeah? So the pre stage plus the four fruits together, eight. Yeah, so together it's called the four pairs and eight individuals. Yeah. Then differentiation by faculties, uh, the different kind of, uh, 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 I think the different kind of faculties here referring to the, um, I guess the cultivation. Uh, in the Dharma well expounded, the completeness of the teaching, the seven kinds of noble persons, uh, then from here, we talk about stream entry, sotapanna, uh, four factors leading to sotapanna, entering the fixed cause of brightness, breakthrough to the Dharma, four factors of a stream enterer. These four factors of a stream enterer, uh, the, uh, the four factors are uh, faith in the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, and also in the uh, uh, Sila. Yeah. Uh, they are a stream enterer will not have doubt in any of this. Yeah, the stream enterer and the precepts, the practices, yeah, have no doubt about that. Uh, almost, almost, last part, last part, almost finish the table of contents. Then there's general introduction before we even start. None returning. Yeah, so, uh, hang on, uh. stream entry, then 
better than sovereignty over the earth. Yeah, this is comparison between if you are enlightened, yeah, versus being a king in the world. Which is better? Uh, here it says, as far as the Buddha is concerned, he sees no. Being enlightened is better. Even if you are a poor person, yeah, being enlightened is far superior than being a king. A king, you're only a king for your life lifespan. After that, you don't know what's going to happen. And even as a king, you have things to worry about. You still have suffering. Yeah? You are still subject to all the agonies of life, the tribulations of life. When you're enlightened, you're assured. At most, seven lifetimes. And if you are at the later stage, even you'll be best. Yeah. So stream entry is already enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. Enlightened so is level what? Level stream entry? Level one. Level one. Uh, then stream some books or some stream winner is also stream entry. Right? Yeah, stream winner is stream entry. So non returning. Non returning is actually the third stage really. Yeah. But the first stage and the second stage is very close. Yeah, it's very close. Uh, once you clear the second stage, uh, when you clear the second stage, you reduce greed, desire, hatred, and envy. Yeah? You reduce this, but you haven't cut it. Uh, third stage, anagami, you cut off completely greed and desire, anger, and envy. You completely cut it off. Yeah? Prior to that, the first stage, <clears throat> cut off three things. Uh, wrong view of identity, sakyaditi, attachment to uh, the wrong practices, and then doubt. Mm. So, for the enlightened person, all enlightened persons cut out these three things. Yeah, but for the first stage, you only cut these three. Second stage, the next two, you reduce it. Third stage, you go beyond reducing it, you cut it off. Uh, so, these five is known as the five lower factors. Uh, so, here, abandon, abandoning the five lower factors. Majjhima Nikaya number 64. Yeah. Then four kinds of persons, again highlighting. Uh, these four kinds of persons should be the one that I mentioned before about how upon... Uh, we have to check. Uh, I, 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 I'm assuming that because a lot of four kinds of persons. <laughs> but in relation to non-returning, it should be talking about after dying, there are four different class when they are reborn in the pure epic. Yeah. Those who attain enlightenment uh, before they they touch down, yeah, in the pure but Those who attain enlightenment once they touch down, those who attain enlightenment after they touch down, and so on. Yeah, I'm very curious. Let's jump ahead and take just take. <laughs> Nine three eight. So the long returning means they don't come back as a human being anymore. So they go to the formless realm. Yeah, the form realm, not formless. Form realm. Mm -hmm. What? Long returning the... Three nine eight one. Three eight. I said three nine eight, right? Three nine eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm dyslexic. Uh. <laughs> but this book is... I'm really, I'm really dyslexic. I will swap the numbers. I keep telling people, people don't believe. I really have this. Uh. <laughs> so, Aki, you are now... Uh, yeah. I can't imagine. Still a consultant. Get <laughs> at the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was... That's why I mentioned before, um, most people when they know me, whether as a consultant or as a sifu already, 
Most people will think that, uh, Sifu, what kind of difficulty have you ever encountered? But I mentioned just recently, right? I, when I speak in the past, I stutter, you know. I actually stutter, not to mention deliver a full-length talk. I stutter as I speak. And then Kanchong stutter even worse. You know how many, how many hours I put in to really practice and train myself? And that was before I even become a monk. Because as a consultant, you cannot, uh, <laughs> I can understand. That's what I used to before I became a <laughs> Confirm must go. Eh? <laughs> Last time. Lie, lie, lie. Let it be done. Let it be, man. Uh, no, Arahant is not necessary that A person can attain Arahanthood here as a human being directly. Oh, so he doesn't need to be in a non-returning form? No. Like he's also a one. He's also the last of you. Yeah, but the, so why call that the third stage non-returner? It is that you reach this stage, but you didn't manage to clear the arahant stage. Then when you die, where do you go? You go to, and and be reborn in the uh, pure ember. So at that in that place, you do not come back and be reborn as a human being. Ah. Uh. Huh? No, that that place is still part of samsara. Oh, okay. Uh. But there's no human form for you to cultivate a tea which are. Uh, yeah, correct. Oh, so it's another place that we can go instead of just going to land. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, but pure land. Pure land is as quiet. The uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Let me correct myself. Huh? So the four kinds of person, uh, different sutta. Here you talk about the different approach through which the person can attain uh, enlightenment. Yeah. Oh. Your question? Those that has already reached fusion. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, in how about can still receive the, the past. Yeah, as a human being. Before they die, before they die, while they are still around, they can still be affected. But once they go into that form, once they reach that that state, um, in whatever realm you are in, that kind of rebirth subject you to that kind of outcome. Being born a human being, you have hate. You can have hate. Yeah. If you are born without hate, then you don't have anything else. I don't be talking about Bodhau. 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 So all these non-returners, even they are born in that realm? They are subject to whatever that realm has. Uh, as part of their, so a function of their negative karma. Yes. Yes. Who is that kind of karma? Who is that kind of karma? Uh, okay, so this part, uh, uh, there are two schools of thought. Some say that Wu Se Jie Tian, that means the formless realm. Some say that the formless realm has no form. But there's, there are some school of thoughts that says no, they actually have form. Yeah, the distinction, so for example, 
How about sensual desire? Never talk about form. Right? Never talk about form. So does it mean we don't have form? No. Sensual desire realm is talking about how we are in pursuit. Our attachment is to sensual desire. Whereas for those who are reborn in form realm, they are not so attached to sensual desire anymore. They are attached to the physical form through which they attain their concentration. For formless realm, they are attached to the formless state that they use to develop and cultivate to the formless concentration. That's why it's called formless realm. Uh, so, um, I am more inclined to this this understanding that the formless realm can still have physical form. Yeah, it's just that they are not so affected by it because they are always abiding in the formless state also. Uh, no? <laughs> But however, 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 um, it, we are in agreement that even even the form and formless state, right? They don't have cause like so rough kind of body like us. Yeah, because even form form realm, right? Uh, they have body. Heavenly realm in a sensual desire also have body, but their body also is different from ours. Uh, uh, from the sutta, we can see clearly beings in the form realm. Some of them exist as light, yeah, Kuan Tian, light. No, 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 no physical body like us. Yeah, they glow. Yeah, they give out light. It's beyond the deva realm. Uh, it is the deva realm. Right? It is a deva realm. Deva is like the first level, right? Then. No, yeah. the, the whole chunk all deva considered deva. Yeah, the word deva means light. Yeah. So all heavenly realms, beings, right? They emit light. Yeah, to different levels of splendor. Uh, in the past, a lot of people see. Uh, nowadays, nobody see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm serious, huh? When I was in secondary school, this thought came to me. You know, I have, I really have this thought. I still remember one day we watched Sun Wukong and all those things. Then I'm like, how come? Some seems like last time that a lot of people see God, or God this, God that. Yeah. Then now there's nobody see God, like. How <laughs> Do they feel the presence or do they literally see? If they dare to say that let me let, let me tell you, if anybody dare to state that they literally see they'll be sent to Woods Bridge. Uh. Oh, 
早就早。突然间升上来了，<笑>我忽然间，哎哎哎，五油哦，五油，也可以啊。哦，是不是有那种小抽感觉？所以你说要糖精进去，不用掏出来。而且而且它的路哦，不是路一，是路一，是跳式的，它跳。哦，它还是要走到，它是从咚咚咚跳，还还要拿拖塞。所以，所以你，呀，所以不是每一个是真的，但是不是每一个都是假的。啊，只是这边有一个什么事情啊，就是说那些说他跳观音的哈，啊，那个那边就有争议，有有点争议。呃，我的想法就是说，有些人有些可能就是他，呃，他可能是他也那个那个跳跳跳当的哈。他跳的那个神明哈、哦，他可能也是观音菩萨的弟子，对，啊，然后呢，他也信佛，所以他就说，好像说，好像说你们有一些啊 ，sorry， like some of you will sometimes tell me that， 哎，师傅 ，my my family members ask me a question， but I cannot answer it， can you explain how？ Yeah， 我说，我怎么觉得 ask bring them to come and see me？ 但是把他弟子们都吸引看一次。So maybe it's just like that, the 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 the, the, the those gods are,、uh, they want to bring these Taoists to go and pray, go and see Kuan Yin Pusat directly, but they don't want to because difficult, ma. You go and see Kuan Yin Pusat, Kuan Yin Pusat asks you to learn four noble truths in four paths, must meditate. Nobody wants to do, ma. Okay, okay, never mind. I I I try to teach you. <laughs> yeah. So the way I see it is some of these where they say 跳观音菩萨 You know the the medium, they say that oh they invite Kuan Yin Pusa the the Buddhisattva to come in. Ah,、uh, it's actually not.、Uh, to me, it's not Kuan Yin Pusa. Not necessarily. Could be some spirits. Ah,、uh, but I would say that in the case of、um, Taoism, most of the spirits may ah、uh, at at least kind-hearted lah. Ah,、uh, kind-hearted. Uh, but those that is like what Guitian one or whatever, ah,、uh, then, ah,、uh, then those Gongtaiwan, <laughs> yeah, you you never hear people say, "Hey, yeah, do you have any problems? Hey, Ling Yin, I ask to go and get out my boss, and my boss cars didn't die. <laughs> never, you never hear such a thing. Well, I go and find Topai Gong, ah, wow, now next week, ah, my my boss cars didn't die. Never. Yeah. So the the proper ones, they never go and allow you to say, ah, you bring one two two thousand, then I go and kill someone. What do you think I want? We will take two thousand. But this this story is quite sometimes is a lot of contention over whether real or not. But usually when they come, right, ah, I used to, how about that? They release more opium. Oh. And we have to have our own source of finding opium for them. Oh. No joking. Wow. So when they come right, come on, they will have the smoking pipe. Oh, they will open. Oh, they use. Then you only drink antikau. Oh, really? Ah. Then we talk at times is in very funny state. Ah. Unless you are the total, which is the helper, you probably not understand. Ah. Really smoke open. You and the person drinking conscious so called. No, no, no. We don't send them to open one. They got no addition to open. I see. Only when the body has become, then you will just smoke. Okay. But I see, 
I say most. When I say most, I okay. Let, let me let me tell you something about logic and you know, when we say most, it means out of hundred percent, maybe seventy-five percent, eighty percent. When you say puhui, you are referring to the fifteen percent, twenty percent. So, why must you say puhui? <laughs> Question has come to my no, but Puhu is more. Let's say, for example, I, I don't understand why, why certain people like they okay. Let's say the two cow one, okay. You have to you have to bring me the, the goat, then before I, I help you to fulfill your wish, this is our meat, donkey, right? Okay, so to me, is that well, if I have to kill a goat, then you can fulfill my wish, then so but then yet there are so many people who listen to them. I, I will not be the I will not follow blindly and say, okay, I will bring you yeah. there. So, when you, when you put across, who put it? Yeah. But when, yeah. Okay, but, then you say the but, word most. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's my point. Okay, most, most. Okay. Okay. No, I, I agree. But but when you when you when you first make the statement, it's as though it is a contradiction to Yeah. I mean it's okay to contradict. But then in the end your point actually supplements what I just said. Yeah. So it what, belongs to the, the, the yeah, small yeah, yeah, percentage yeah. or not. Yeah. I really said most, but I never said all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why. 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 Yeah, that's why.
how to find people to come and come thank you so nowadays? Maybe? Not many. Uh, not many. Uh, most of the uh, resident mediums will just die out. We're not taking a new disciple. And it's yeah. very hard to find a disciple. Yeah. Because, think about it this way. Put it, put it this way. Uh, in the past, if you go overseas, come back, and you feel a bit unwell, first thing people think is, wow, maybe last up. So, right? Most of the people will, will start asking, hey, where do you visit? Wow, you are, where do you visit? Wow, you go to that place, huh? hey, that place dirty, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, got hantu, what? Then you leave, hey, go and see. Or then see. Okay, uh, you, you go there, you are here. Nowadays, most people, if you fall sick, what do you think? Go and see a doctor. Yeah. If, you, if you are physically not unwell, and then the doctor asks you more questions, or oh, you got depression. Why the depression? Ah, uh, could be chemical imbalance, uh, hormone imbalance, or uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, does it mean that there's no such all those things? It doesn't mean, but it also means. But I think it means that today we have um, a different way of looking at things. Yeah, we don't lump everything to spiritual it's stuff. Yeah, so the education. The kind of people that we are we associate with today, most people are, are educated. So hard to find people who still subscribe to Dang Dangji. Yeah, but I must also say that what Kevin mentioned that there's still some. Uh, several years back, when I was invited to Congo, uh, for the year-end countdown, <laughs> and go and do blessing. Before the countdown happened, we went uh, next to it. Next to the place was the. There was a Topek Gong place. Uh. Yeah. When I went over, I was very amazed. 12 midnight, about 11 plus late at night, there were young young couples coming down on their own. Not that the parents dragged them there, then they're like, uh, do one the Paisi. Openly go there, take the incense, pray, or oh, then talk oh, five minutes. Oh. Still a lot, no? So, um, and, and you see young one, uh, they actually ta xiao ren, you know? Yeah, like, they, they get the paper, ta li si xiao ren, whatever, they just stand there and see. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, Arahan. Removing the residual concept I am. Yeah. Uh, so this residual concept is not about the view anymore. Yeah. So you remove the view, but there's still residual concept. Yeah. So it means that it's the more innate. Yeah. Without thinking, you have the feeling this is my body. Yeah. The example I often give people is, for example, when you are crossing the street and someone haunts you, you are shocked. At the moment of shock, you don't think it. Hey, you you know who I am. Right? Instinctively, you just feel shocked. Yeah. If someone tap you, instinctively you are shocked. You don't think, hey, I'm not, I'm the I'm Serena, I'm Calvin. You know who I am. Right? You don't think that way. But a few moments later, ah, then that kick in. The the difference between these two is the first one is this residual concept. Yeah. In Chinese, we call Chusen Wuzhen. Yeah. So concept. Yeah, very deep down ingrained. Yeah, almost like a habitual instinctive thing. The second one, yeah, someone 
uh, tap you or shout at you. Then a few moments later, then your anger arises and more thinking happens. Hey, who are you to come and scold me like that? Uh, or, well, you don't know how to drive, uh, you know who I am or not? Uh, that comes later. But the initial, uh, that is more the instinctive innate. Uh, so, Arahans uh, have transcended all this. Uh, but enlightened beings can still, still be shot. <laughs> because the, if they are not Arahans, yeah, if they are not Arahans, they can still have that. Right? Yeah. Uh, but they will not have that kind of like, you know who I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that part is removed already. Uh, that part is removed. The trainee and the arahant. Here the trainee should be referring to the first three stages, yeah. those who are still in training, versus the arahant. A monk whose crossbar has been lifted, nine things an arahant cannot do. Uh, I mentioned this a few times. Yeah. In the retreat, I always had mentioned this. Yeah. Arahants cannot intentionally do certain things. Yeah, because the reason for doing it has been removed. A mind unshaken. Uh, ten powers of an Arahant monk, the sage at peace, happy indeed are the Arahants. So these are all about the, the benefit of being an Arahant. So by knowing, what's the point of learning all this? By knowing this, then you see the benefit. It will give rise to, ah, hey, this is not bad, huh? Uh, have more interest to want to pursue this. Early part, we look at samsara, the faults and danger, the problem with samsara. Yeah, then from this, you look at arahanthood. Wow, so, so much benefits. You remove so much suffering, you have so much power and so on. So this too creates a potential difference. And from there, give rise to uh, that kind of interest a kind of uh, uh, renunciation from this and then aspiration towards that. Yeah. So learning the Dharma has this potential. Yeah. Some people ask, how do I have that? My effort, three days, uh, give up. Three days, give up. It's because they haven't seen enough of the problem, haven't known enough of the benefit. Finally, the Tathagata. This is the Buddha. Yeah, this is the Buddha. The Buddha and the Arahant. What is the difference between the Buddha and the Arahant? For the welfare of many. The Buddha arises in this world for the welfare of many. Yeah? Sariputra's lofty utterance. The powers and grounds of self-confidence. Manifestation of great light. The man desiring our good. Yeah? Who is the person who desires for our good? The lion. Siha. Yeah. This could be the lion's roar. Why is he called the Tathagata? Ah. So there are two suttas that are identical here. Anguttara Nikaya and Itivyotaka. So we have covered the table of contents. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Uh, what time is it now? 11, 12, 12.45, 12.40 really. So... Uh, the next session, we'll go into the introduction. I want you all to go back and read the introduction first. Yeah? Oh, introduction from page 1 to page, um, page 15. So read through the general introduction. 
then um, if you have thoughts or questions, write it down. Yeah, don't, don't just keep it in your mind. Write it down on a piece of paper or somewhere. Then when we come back, we will go through together. Oh, uh, that way we can proceed uh, and then cover more things. Come, let's uh, let's do a dedication. Yeah, come. Yen